be thankful that you have breath. Be thankful that you're, you know, able to walk, you know, and talk, you know, because there's some people that can't do things. I learned this lesson because I was homeless. You know, I learned to appreciate the small things. And that's what makes that's what makes uh, life. Sorry about that. That's what makes life good. You know, when you learn to appreciate the small things, because then you'd be like, man, life is pretty cool, man. You know, I got to talk to a nice uh, old lady on the bus and she actually gave me information to help me get to the next level. That is dope. What What is that? All oh, right. Good? So this right here uh-huh. is an organite uh, pyramid. And um, what this does right here, I'm going to hold up for the camera. What this does right here is it disrupts all, you know, negative frequencies in the atmosphere, like uh, from five from 5G towers and cell phone towers, you know, all the bad stuff that causes cancer, you know, mm. from cell phones and, you know, uh, all technology, basically. It takes all that and turns it into positive frequencies, which is, which is good. Um, all these things in here, you know. All these metals and stuff, they all transmute it into positive, you know, frequencies. And let me tell you, it's now, it's more important to get this now than ever because mm-hmm. they're taking this shit out of the stores, out of the, off the market because they know, they know what the positive effects that it has. And they're getting ready to bring these like 5G towers in. And they have them in like uh, in all in like thirteen stadiums, you know, you know, uh, yeah. Brown Stadium included. If you look at this commercial for Verizon, there's a there's a guy promoting it. It's like we got five G towers now, in, uh, thirteen stadiums. Uh, you know what? My Wi Fi randomly. It, I don't have five G, but I did see I did see it pop up my Wi Fi five G. I was like five G. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's like that's bad. That's gonna kill the bees like all the way and. Uh, it's gonna destroy our planet, you know. Wow. These these uh, cell phone towers are not good. They're like really. If you notice, wow. you go in the woods, you'll see that you'll see a tower, you know, and um, and the, nothing grows around that tower. Like every the trees don't grow around it. You know, they grow apart from it. You know, right. and it's just a tower in the middle like that. So this is. So what's the, what's the name of that, bro? It's called an organite pyramid. Okay. Organite. You know, you can get them from your metaphysical stores. Like, passport to Peru is like uh, close to you. On it's on Coventry. Oh, yep, they, yep. They have that, and uh, I actually got this on Venice Beach. Oh, uh, at a South shop Cali. In, yeah, yeah, I got I got this at a shop in Venice Beach. I'm like, I gotta get it. You know, like, gotta get it. I because it was like it was just an instant thing. I was like, I gotta get it. I remember, hey. You just taught me something I never knew about, bro. That's why I I'm brought it, man. Mind blown. Yeah. I saw you put on the table. I was like, what is that? I was like, I got to ask what this is. I did that with color, too. Uh-huh. I, I just like threw it on, on the table right when we mm-hmm. started. Like, what is? They said, what is that? <laughs> yeah, we'd be curious. Like, what is that? And then the other guy thought I said, a Gorgonite. Uh-huh. You know what a Gorgonite is? I don't know what that is. That's from Toy Soldiers. Remember that movie? Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that, that was a banger, yeah. yeah. And I'm like... No, it's not a Gorgonite. Yeah. I just wouldn't be bringing around a Gorgonite. But um, you know, I'm I'm heavy into the metaphysical realm. You know, like, I, I carry crystals around. You know, they've gotten me through hard times in life. You know, <clears> like, <throat> right. You know, when I was living out in Los Angeles, you know, I was homeless. You know, I was homeless out there, and I would you know carry crystals around. 
and they really worked like you know they universe was really looking out for me i think it's because i kept those high frequencies on me you know and i and i stay manifesting stuff all the time you know i i i know the wizardry man it's a it's a magic to this life you know mm -hmm. a lot of people are not hip of it but you know the greatest success stories in this world are very hip to it you know I agree, man. Wow. <clears throat> Bro, before before you even get real deep with this, we got to get the intro going. You ready? Mm -hmm. Let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Lavish Journey Podcast. It's your host, Jay Gaines, over here. We got my brother, Rage the Poetic, in here today. What's good, y'all? What's up? What's up? I'm here. Man, they just heard you I'm, speak some truth. I'm live. You know, I'm live in the moment. Hey. <laughs> I love it, man. So, man, how you feeling today, fam? You feeling smooth? I'm feeling really good today. Like yep. today's a really good day. I woke up next to my wife and my kid and I'm like, you know what? Life is good. Hey, I, I got no it. complaints right now. You know, I'm healthy. I'm happy, you know, and uh, I'm better than I ever was musically, you know, hey. I'm, I'm evolving every day. Speaking of music, man, so let everybody know about you, like in like a biography, what you're doing, everything and, you know, the whole rundown. I'm doing quite a lot. Um, but I'm going to start with the music. So, um, yeah, I'm Rage the Poetic. Um, I got a project out on Spotify and Apple and all streaming platforms called A Distant Travel. And, and that project is basically about an artist from the year 3035 who comes back to the present to make some uh, music that the children of this time period can connect with. Because, you know, <clears throat> it's a it's like a futuristic thing. Like, I was... a. Uh, I was inspired by this story, you know, like the character Trunks from Dragon Ball Z. Okay, yeah. Do you know how Trunks came to the past to help them beat Cell, right? I ain't gonna lie, I didn't watch it too much, but I can relate. I know what you're talking okay. about, though. So the character, he came, you know, to the past to help them fight somebody some, mm -hmm. so his timeline can be good. It's kind of, So I kind of got inspired by that. I'm like, so this artist is going to come to the year. At that time, it was 2018 when I released it. He's going to come to year 2018, make some good music the kids can relate to. So his timeline can be peaceful and more harmonic, you know, and just beautiful, a utopia. Because, you know, he had to come change it because everything was like really fucked up. Everything, you know, the rappers and uh, from the past fucked up everything and everybody's mind was fucked up. And, and it's all from the not connecting with an artist that, you know, everybody was just like not in a good way. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to make, I wanted to, had to, because all my projects really, they, um, they have like a, a story to them. I just don't make things like a shallow project, like, with, you know, a compilation of songs that, you know, I, I actually, I try to have a story to it. People can follow along to, so I can immerse them inside of a world so they can have something to connect with, you know, like, so can, it's like going back and watching a TV show that they like, you know? I think that's important for music to like put for experiences. There's not many artists that, especially in the underground here, to put people in inside of an experience, and that's what I try to aim for with every project. You know, every track on the song is like, you know, together in a way that goes inside of a story format. You know, and that was what it was with this project that I'm talking about, a distant travel. You know, it's uh, about this kid from the future who makes some really good music in 2018 and he goes back to you know the future where his uh timeline is good so that's that project mm, and that's that's, that's all the way out that's that's out on all streaming platforms and um right now um 
working on this project that's going to be out on uh, Halloween called Weird Scenes from the Construct. Mm. I know that's a, a mouthful, but, you know, that's basically about all the, you know, the fucked up shit that I'm seeing here in society. You know, all the weird stuff, you know, like Donald Trump coming in office. Like, we didn't think that was going to happen. That was pretty weird. Um, you know, the the ecosystem being fucked up, the polar ice caps melting, you know, just, you know, this all this stuff is just weird occurrences that we just didn't think would ever happen, you know, and, you know, it's just my perspective on things, you know, of, of today. So that's an EP and it consists of seven tracks. Mm. And uh, it's, it's short, but I would say it's very like it's short but it's sweet it's like it's like a psychedelic thrill ride it's a, if, if i could uh say that it's a psychedelic thrill ride and um i'm dropping a video for it october uh 2nd on my birthday hello i'll be 24 hey. i'm turning 24 oh, i man. made it i made it to it's 24 i'm yeah. happy about that because i consider it a blessing to uh you know make it to another age being black in america mm-hmm. when the odds are against us so that video is coming out, and um, that has a story to it, too. And this this project does have a story to it, too. Like I said, all my projects do. And um, that that story, the story in that video is basically about, you know, the this guy who's, I call him the chosen one. I didn't really give him a name. He's the chosen one, and he runs to this, like, abandoned Walmart. You know, we found an abandoned Walmart out here in uh, on Transportation Boulevard. And we like filmed the video in there, and I, I said I make a story. Yeah, about is that out here in Cleveland? Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. And uh, and the guy runs into the Walmart, and he's just basically like singing the song, and but in his timeline, you know, the machines took over, and it's a post-apocalyptic time, and you know, everybody, all his family is dead because the robots killed him, and they're, you know, I said that they were like extinguished from the fires of war, you know, so. That's what that video is about, and it's it's a short video, but you know it's it's sweet. It's gonna make people want to get back into it and look at it again. That's that's the beauty about short things. If it's good, they're gonna like play it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. You know that's something that I experimented with early on in my career. With like I would make short songs. I'm like, and people like, damn, that shit was good. I gotta hear it again. You know, right, right. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm glad you said that. Somebody's just talking about um the guy's name already. Dang, I don't respect but A Panini, that guy. Uh, oh, yeah, Lil Nas like, X. Yeah, they say his songs are short, but they're really good. And that's what makes people want to keep listening to him. So. I like I like Lil Nas. You know, like <clears throat> a lot of people, especially when he came out as gay, uh, homosexual, a lot of people in the black community, like in the hood, you mm-hmm. know, in, you know, inner city, they look at me funny when I say, you know, I think his music is pretty good. It it's is. Like, they say... Oh, that nigga gay, man. Like, Why you listen to that nigga? That. You gay too. I'm like, no, I'm not. And Close-minded people, man. That's all it is. You know, I think Lil Nas is dope. You know, he he's different from like these, you know, these um these other rappers who like uh, Playboy Cardi, you know, and these guys that just like mumbling and just say, look at my thing. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're you right, you're right, though. Everybody got that flow. <laughs> you know, Lil Nas doesn't have that. He he's more melodic with it. He's like, stay yeah. with me. I think he's very authentic too, man. Want. You know, I love I love melodies. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why all my music consists of melodies. Cause you want to know why? why? Melodies is what our parents sung to us. You know, when we were kids. 
you know, our grandma used to sing us melodies before we went to sleep, like A, B, C, D, you know, just things to soothe our soul, you know, and I, that's what I do. Like, my melodies are more advanced than that. So it's not like, you know, I'm trying to sing you a yeah, song yeah. to go to sleep, but it's something, you know, to make you feel okay, you know. And I, and I get that if I can go into my inspirations, the people that inspired me to do music, you know, I would say <clears throat> number one is like Kid Cudi, you know. Shout, Shout out to Scott Mescudi. Yep. Um, you know, I get my music gets uh, related to him a lot, and that at first it used to bother me, but it doesn't bother me because oh, it, why it used to bother you at first, bro? Because like you know, if you get when you hear that you you know you sound like this nigga, you know, you you know people get you, oh, you yeah, get irritated yeah, by yeah, that, yeah, you know. Yeah. But that was just some young shit. I had to think about it more. I'm like. That's that's actually a compliment. This guy is fucking awesome though. He's the most iconic person in the Cleveland or in the music industry. Like he he set the tone for all musicians of this t time and age. Yeah. And um <clears throat> so Kid Cudi uh you know, he inspired me, you know, his songs and he he made me like want to do music because he made me understand like it's not about rapping about the jewelry and the you know the flashy things. Let's talk about emotions, you know, let's talk about real shit that people are going through, you know, like a, a depression and suicide and stuff and uh, traumatic stuff that happened in life. You know, let's all connect. That's what it's all about. Music music is all about connecting with people on a larger scale. So, he, you know, that's why he inspires me and didn't like Childish Gambino inspired me. Um, his his two albums like Camp that was the one that inspired inspired me the most when I was a kid because, you know, I I used to go to camp a lot. You ever go to camp? Yeah, man. I went from camp from second grade up to, no, no, <clears> thirteen. <throat> right. I used to go to summer camp a lot, and you know, some of the things he was talking about on that album, I kind of went through. You know, like having that girl that you like in camp that you want to tell, but you you know you're scared to tell because you didn't know if she would accept you. Oh no. And yeah. then. At the end of the album, he like he, he and I was on the bus going back home from camp. He talked to the girl, and you know she she kind of played it, but she you know, like, made it seem like she liked him, but she didn't like him, and she left him on the bus by himself. And you know, I kind of went through a similar experience like that. You know, a girl said she was going to go to the you know because the last day of, last day of camp that I went to, there was a big dance. So I asked her to go to this uh, dance with me. She said she would do it. And I came there, and she didn't come there to the camp dance. You know, she and she kind of, like, recorded a video of me, like, looking stupid. Really? Yeah. It's, it's really fucked up, but... How old were you when this happened, bro? I was 12. Okay. <clears throat> that's, yeah. a good, that's not a good... I don't know what you're saying, but that's, uh, that's interesting to make that to, like, a story. Do you put that in your music? that uh we, we just happened i haven't yet but i you know you know i'm gonna find a way to incorporate right, right. the song you know because i'm i'm pretty sure i'm not the only one that's that has gone through like something like that with a girl in have. school you know and I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up to me i, I really should like put that in a song soon yeah man because that's part of your journey yeah yeah like, connecting yep. people you know yep. making yourself relatable and yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. So Camp was that album for me, and Because the Internet by him was good. You, did you hear Because the Internet? Um, no, I did not hear that before. It came out in 2013. And that album was great because he had, like, a screenplay to come with the album. He wrote, like, a screenplay, mm -hmm. and 
he made like a visual art to accompany the album and that's where I kind of got the idea of like putting people in a world and giving them an experience to you know be inside when you're when you listen to somebody's music that's where I got that inspiration from all the songs are really good they were definitely vibe you know and he said he made it on mushrooms you know he would just like grind up mushrooms and put it in inside of his tea and you know go in the studio he rented out Chris Bosch's mansion in uh, Los Angeles and he said mm-hmm. he would just bring different artists there you know and just hang with them like it, the studio session would be like a normal studio session mm-hmm. they'd just come and hang out have conversations and it would just inspire a song right right so i like how you went about that and one day i'm gonna do something similar to that i'm gonna rent out somebody's house maybe lebron's house somewhere i don't know and um i'm just gonna make an experience and it's gonna be culminated into an album or something you know a short film or something you know wow that'd be dope bro it, 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 I think it would be because that'd be real dope, man. It because it, it would just be real, you know. It'd just be like a real thing. It won't be something that just came up out of the blue. Like I'm gonna make a song about the party we had at the house because there's something's gonna happen in that house, you know, if you're there for a month, and make an album based around it, you know, like the experiences in life. That's what we do anyways with music. Like we're making songs based on the experiences in life. That's true, man. Speaking of experience, I know before this we was talking a little, man. Can you let us know about your California experience, man? Oh, yeah, man. When I lived in Los Angeles, California, uh, now I lived there in 2015. And I I went there uh, straight after I graduated from high school. And, um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of my friends went to college. And I was like, no, I don't want to go back to school. Like, you know, like I just definitely I was, right afterwards. Like society pushes you to go straight back to school. Like you should really have a break. You know, right, I, right. I think you should have a break. And I, I really wasn't trying to go back. Like I was just, I was like, I was just in school for twelve years. I'm not trying to go exactly. back. Exactly, I feel it, man. So, you know, I went straight to L.A. You know, I told my mom that I knew somebody out there, but really I didn't know nobody out there. You know, and I went out there with a, you know, I went out there with a buddy. You know, he was out there first. That's why I kind of wanted to go there because I'm like, he was there and, you know, we can make our move out there. So he was out there and I met him out there and, you know, and he he didn't really know anybody out there, too. So I didn't know anybody and he didn't know anybody. So we were homeless straight from the airport. Like I was homeless out there in Los Angeles and um, and we made our way into the city and we was like sleeping outside and, you know, but we got into really dope we got into really dope uh, experiences. Like, we got into. I got to meet Travis Scott. You oh, know, really? When he how, was. How'd that go about? Well, I didn't get to talk to him, yeah. but you know, I was just around him. Like, I was right. Be- I was like, be- I was in his presence. You know, and, right, right. Because if I were to say something, because first of all, I snuck backstage to like, <laughs> I snuck in the event. At, it was a private event, you know, on Hollywood Boulevard at this place called hotel roosevelt and it wasn't an open event for the public it was just for the residents there at the hotel and we knew travis was going to be there so we just kind of snuck in there it was halloween night we weren't doing shit and we snuck in there and we waited until the show started to like move around and go out and enjoy the show and then i snuck in the back stage area you know and uh i supposedly rihanna was there and i didn't see her but i, I would have really tried to look for rihanna yeah, yeah. she's rihanna yeah She's like the second best looking woman in America next to Beyonce, you know, everybody wants Brianna, but, um, 
I was just around Travis. He's a really cool dude, you know. He's just vibing at the show. Really energetic, like how he really is on stage. He's really energetic like that, you know, hype. And uh, that was cool. And I saw somebody from Scary Movie 2. Who was that? Who was even Scary Movie 2? You 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 remember the guy with the short arm? Take my good hand. Yeah, my I good saw hand. that guy. Yeah. He was just there. I, I didn't shake his hand. You should. Hey, you should have shook his good hand. Why did you? <laughs> I I didn't want to do that, but it was cool though. That's dope. I saw Johnny Depp. Yeah, Johnny Depp. I probably know the guy's face, but I don't even know who these people are. It's okay. Pirates of the Caribbean. Captain oh, Jack oh, Sparrow. It, sorry. Yeah. yeah, everybody knows Johnny yeah, Depp. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but Johnny Depp, he was like in a coffee shop, you know, uh, just hanging out. He's known to be very depressing. He he was very depressing, you know. He was sitting there reading newspaper. I was like, is that Johnny Depp? Because you know, people celebrities are just all around, like just out in the open, pretty much. Yeah, you know, they're like stray cats walking around. So yeah. I had to remember that. I'm like, oh, that's Johnny Depp. So I was like, what's up, man? He's like, oh, what's up, man? How you doing? I said, are you okay? He said, yeah, I'm just living life, you know. Oh, I'm, I'm like. Oh, this guy has a very depressing vibe to him. It's nice seeing him. Right, right. He doesn't want to be bothered right now, so I'm not going to talk to him any longer. Okay. So that was Johnny Depp, and then I, I met Wale in a very fucked up way. And you now you know who Wale is. Yeah, I know who Wale is. I, I, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. If I say something. Yeah, Wale. I don't like him to this day because of how I met him. I was in a shoe store with my friend. We were just, like, looking at some shoes and shit. I didn't even know he was in there. That's how much, like, he wasn't shit at the time. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm looking at some shoes, and he kind of bumps me to look at uh, this shoe. I'm like, damn, who the fuck is this Wale-looking motherfucker mm-hmm. bumping me? And I'm like, oh, wait, I'm in L.A. That is Wale. That's that's actually oh, Wale. Oh, that's wild. That was really Wale. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, shit. At the time, I was a fan. I'm like, he spit real shit. I love Wale. So I went up to him. I was like, yo, can I get a picture? He put a finger in my face. Said, not right now. Looking at a jersey. I'm like, dang. Really? Like, not right now? Like, this is what you tell a fan of yours? Like, you're, I'm the reason why you are even get to shop in a store true. right now. You will be somewhere, like, working at McDonald's. That's true, man. I feel like, you know, you got to appreciate all fans. I know at times they can't, you know, everybody. Sometimes they got to be on the move. But not to be like that, you know what I mean? Taking a picture doesn't take time. Right. You can, that Just, jersey hey. is not going anywhere. Yeah. Take a picture. Take Three seconds. Three seconds, yep. You can go about your day. That, that's all I wanted was a picture so I could post it on Instagram, yep. you know. And But he couldn't even do that. So I'm like, I don't fuck with Wale no more. And that's why you don't hear nothing from Wale no more. See, but that experience, that's though. the universe. That happened to you for a reason, though. So when you get to that level, man, you you can know how that feels, you know what I mean? I so you never, ever do that. Yep. Ever, ever do that to a fan. Yep. I don't, I would never. I'm, I'm, I'm going to remain humble, you know, like when yep. I'm. When I, I don't care if I'm Jay Z level, I'm gonna always remain humble, because if you want to act like shallow in Hollywood to your fans, <laughs> keep it up. You're not gonna be a lister no more. You know, I want to be like how like uh, Andre 3000 is. Like he just walks around Atlanta, you know, playing a flute. You know, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, like this is Andre 3000, Andre Benjamin. You know, just walking around casually, like you know, he's not famous, and that's right. how I want to be. I just want to be normal. You know, let's not make it weird. That's that's true. I like that. I find it's it's better to keep it that way. I understand some people that they just bring so much attention that they gotta be smart around security and everything. Yeah. But I I want to be a person just like you said, just hey casual, hey what's up everybody? Because imagine being like a superstar, like 
I, I love LeBron, but like LeBron, having like a lot of people around you and a lot of security. No, it'd no. be so hard to connect with the fans, man. No, no, I get it. I understand why there's like you know security. Yeah, and you gotta have your space because you know people are crazy. They'll yeah. try to stab you or shoot you. Even Martin Luther King, your ass. Oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. I understand yeah. that, but I'm not gonna care about that. Like it's That's just dope. like. I'm just gonna be. I'm gonna be always engaging with my fans, you know, and that's gonna make them love me a thousand times. You know, you wanna. If who's your favorite, like uh, rapper, like singer, just name one. Oh, name one. Just Wiz name Khalifa, one. because I saw him live. Wiz Khalifa. Okay, so imagine if Wiz Khalifa gave you a blunt to smoke, you know, uh, out and about. You know, that would that would change your life. That would change forever, my fucking life, right? Yeah, like, yeah, you're right. That would change your life forever. <laughs> And that's how I'm going to be. I'm just like, if, if I see my fans, I'm like, yo, you want to come to the coffee shop with me? We can just hang out. You know? I'm sure. They'd be hype. That's going to be the best thing their entire existence. They're going to be telling their great, great grandchildren about it. Wow. And that's what it's all about. Just like making an impact in somebody's life. You know, I may even like come play my new album at my fan's house in their living room, you know. Connecting on that level. That's dope. Never, never before done shit. I encourage all artists to do that. Connect with your fans, man. Yeah. Don't be, don't be like Hollywood, especially if you ain't even up there yet. Like Hollywood is terrible, man. I always say I never want to be in Hollywood, like industry low key. It is uh, terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. Man. When I lived, when I lived out there, I learned that Hollywood is a very, very evil place. What you learn about it, man? It's evil place, man. Like uh, it's like. You know, I was on psychedelics a lot out there, and I was just, like, feeling the energy out there, and I, I would always get uneasy vibes around there, mm -hmm. you know. And it's just, just people are worshiping these idols, these people, you know, all day, every day out there. And there's, like, witches and, like, wizards and, like, vampires out there, dude. I'm serious. I'm not even, like, making this shit up. Speak like, your truth, brother. Like, I, you know, I was hanging out in a club down there one time, you know. It was, like, an underground club. You had to... Only certain people can get in there, and I was only able to get in there because my friend, you know, worked at the place. And, you know, it's so serious. Like, you had to know the password to get in that club, and if you didn't know the password, you would get your ass beat by the bodyguard. So I was nervous when I was going. I was like, okay. Uh, I told him the password, and I got in, and I was like, okay, thank you, God. Yeah. And, um,. I, I just seen like a lot of strange things. Again, I was on acid. I was on acid a lot out there. We're so. gonna talk about that too in a minute. Yeah, we're yep. gonna get in them. Yep. Yeah, but you know, I I know I seen like a vampire out there. Like the dude had fangs and everything. He was mm -hmm. drinking blood. You know. Right, right. I was freaked the fuck out. It was like a, it was like a red lighting. Like how you got in the bathroom. Like it was like a red lighting in there. And it was right. like he was hang him and his people were like hanging out in the back back of the club. You right. know back area it was all red in there i said i gotta get the fuck out of here because i don't know where they got that blood from but it ain't coming from me now, quick question because my friends always be complaining about that red light of bathroom how do you feel about that red light this, a, this well a, first of all my favorite color is red so okay i think it's i think it's awesome okay uh, i had a red right. light in my bedroom when i was uh 16 my mom was like I don't like that light. It's, it looks demonic because she's like very uh, religious. Yeah, and yeah. She's like, I don't like that red light in your room. I don't see how you can sleep in there like that. No, the only, only time I didn't like it is when I, when I woke up at three in the morning uh -huh. and I forgot I had a red light in my room. Yeah, and yeah. I woke up, I thought I was having a bad dream. I was, I had one of those sleep paralysis things. You know what that is? I, I went through a few a lot of times, man. Yeah. So I was having a sleep paralysis with the red light on. I'm like, oh, shit. This shit is not, 
<laughs> what up? is it about red though that that does that? I, I like red. I, that's why I put the light bulb in there. But a lot of my friends, they feel like, oh, like it's like a, you know what I mean? Well, okay, so that's another thing that yeah. I want to talk about. Like uh, colors, uh, you know they 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 affect our moods. Mm-hmm. You know, if red is like uh, red has a lot to do with like anger and fear and negative things. You know. I really? wish it didn't. I feel, I feel like it doesn't feel. Give me that. Yeah, I wish it didn't because that's my favorite color. But it does, you know. It, you know, blue. You know, sadness and like you yeah, know, yeah, pressing things and yellow is more vibrant. You know, and that's why when I get like a house, I want like different colors. I want a postmodern house with different colors in each room. You know, so that way, you know. Because there's this thing called color therapy, you know, and they, they put people in rooms to, like, make them feel better, you know. Like oh, they, yeah. They'll yeah. put them in a vibrant yeah. room, you know, to that affects their mood, you know. That's dope. It's color therapy. Uh, but, yeah, I'm all down for the colors and shit, you know. Uh, I think that's dope in your bathroom. Okay, good. That was way off topic right there, yeah. y'all. But I had to ask that question because cool. I be doing my podcast here. My bros be like, man. I went in that bathroom. I, I got scared. I was like, what? Is, what's wrong with it? That red light. I'm like, I thought it the clown was going to come out. Yeah, it's, it, it was going to come out or something, <laughs> man. Fry. So you say you did psychedelics a lot and everything, man. What was your first trip? Mm, my first trip, 2014. Yep. Um, me and my friend, we did some acid. Actually, my first trip was listening to a Kid Cudi album, Speed and Bullet to Heaven. And uh, that was a that's a rock and roll album, and it's like very very crazy. It's like trippy and crazy, and it was just sitting on the couch, and I feel like everything he was saying was about my life. It was really weird. I was sitting on the I couldn't get off the couch. Oh, I remember that one. I, I couldn't lock into it, but I did listen to yeah, it. Yeah, a lot though. of people didn't uh, like it. That wasn't that was his album that wasn't fairly like accepted by you know the uh, crowd. So. You know, it's not a popular one, but I loved you it. You like it, as long as you like it, man. I think it was. Matters. I think the album was more for his core fans, you know, mm-hmm. and that was just me, you know. So yeah. I, I related to it because I, I was going through a lot of shit that he was talking about on that album, like breakups, mm-hmm. feeling like a piece of shit, you know. Like I was, um, I was doing a lot of drugs around that time, you know. Like I'm gonna get into that. Like if if I can be honest, you know, I was. I was heavy into the cocaine around that time, you know, and that was that was something that was an addiction that I was going through. Like I was always buying that shit. And I was just feeling like trash around that time. Mm-hmm. And that album came out and it really spoke to my soul, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was on acid when I was listening to it, cause right, it right. so it felt like it was really talking to me. So I was like on the couch just tripping out, and it was a really good album. And then when the album was over, I was still on acid and. Me and my friend TJ, we were just like watching uh, videos of like uh, Asian people cooking. <laughs> it was really funny. Asian people cooking? That's what I was watching? Yeah, because it was just, because the ne- that was just the next video that popped up and we were just like watching it. Right. <laughs> we were just like, damn, this nigga's really, he made, it's funny because he made like, uh, what did he do? He made, he turned like some. He was making like a some bread or something. He turned it into some dessert. Mm-hmm. Then he turned it into some candy, and then he turned it into something else. Like right, right. this one thing, he was making it into other things. And I bet that was even super fried watching that on acid. Yeah, it was like a mind blowing thing. I'm like, dude, this guy's just like 
he's it's amazing what you can do. Facts. Are you creative on acid, man? Like you're that's like such your music. Mm-hmm. Have you like you know did acid something like wrote some music or went in a studio or something? Uh, I don't. When I'm on acid, I don't. I don't like do. I'm more of an analyzer, I'm observer. Mm-hmm. I'm more of an observer. I don't do much because my brain is like thinking a thousand thoughts at once. Facts. I, I mean, I could do stuff, but I, it's more comfortable for me when I'm just like watching, you know, and listening. That's why I can't be on acid at a concert. You know, it's too much for me. You know, I feel bad for somebody that would go like to like a rock concert. On acid, you know, that's people, an instant bad trip. People do it, yeah. You know, everybody trips so differently. My one friend, he said he can only trip at concerts. One bro, he said only at home. You know, it's like I'm the only at home yeah, guy. Like, yeah. I would have to be like with my with some close friends, and oh, we yeah. have to be sitting uh, on a couch and just like like how I when I, like when I had it the first time. It was just me and my friend. We yep. had some weed. We had some food. It was we were just watching TV. It had to, we have to be in a comfortable, trusted environment, because random shit cannot pop off while I'm on acid. Oh man! Like, say you're on acid, you're outside, you're ch- you're hanging out, and then you get robbed. Right. I don't like that type of shit on acid. Like that right, shit, right. you know. And uh, it's crazy because you know I, I was homeless on acid on Skid Row, and it's a very dangerous part of. About man, how was I drove through Skid Row personally, and how was this life? living there you said man like being over there it's it's like that episode of spongebob um the rock bottom episode you know where he just got on the bus to the wrong part it's really like that it's just like the bottom part of la and very 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 strange people people coming up to me saying where's my dog i know you took him where is he i was like i don't know where your dog is (laughs) i'm just trying to get home (laughs) i'm just trying to get to where i'm sleeping at you know tonight you know, so it was like that. It's just crazy people freaking out on meth and heroin. I saw somebody doing heroin on the police station. They were just shooting up. I'm like, damn, man, it's it's real out here. I saw something else that was real out there. Like, it was this girl's birthday. And she was, like, with her mom. They were both homeless out in the streets. And, um, mm, she, yeah, it was really touching. And she was like, listen, babe. Her mom was like, listen, baby, I ain't got nothing for you. But what I can do is sing happy birthday to you. And she sang happy birthday to her. It brought a tear to my eyes. I'm like, that shit made me cry. That's wow. really real. It's really real out here. Yeah, you know what? That's why I noticed when I travel to California, you see like three different lifestyles, bro. You see, of course, the high end, the average, the poor, and then you see like the down, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like the, the homeless. And it's so, like you said, there's so many out there. So like, yeah. it like, humbles you. Like all, it smells like urine all, all in Hollywood and downtown LA it smells like pee you know mm-hmm. like that's cause so many homeless people you know they just sleeping on the streets everywhere it smells like a garbage bag in the whole city like and they just not doing anything about it like I know in Arkansas they um you know they pay homeless like the homeless people five dollars an hour to like pick up trash in the city really yeah and I think Excuse me. I think LA should do something like that. Like they should like pay homeless people to do you know little thing, little jobs around the city that can uh, benefit uh, the city and them at the same time. Like you know, it don't even got to be five dollars. It could be like three three dollars. You know, crackheads want like uh, fifty cent. You know, you know, just give them. You know, so I think that they should just do that. 
and you, like you say you notice it when you're out there like the levels of like there's the low and there's the yeah, high yeah and <clears throat> like you see the mountains you see the hills you see like how the celebrities are living up on the mountains and the hills yep. and then the poor people are living down here yep you know it's really like a thing you can see it i'm like you can actually if i've been <clears throat> seeing that bro it opened my eyes up yeah. i'm gonna be real yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, I didn't want to live there anymore. I'm like, LA is not somewhere you want to live. It's mm-hmm. like a, it's a visiting place. It's a place to visit for a week and be like, all right, I had fun. I went to the wax museum and I yeah. took a picture with fake Elvis and, you know. I got to move I on. Had, I had some <laughs> weed. Do what you please, I man. I'm just talking about me. You yeah, know? I, I feel ain't, it. <laughs> I ain't living out there. <laughs> you so, said San Diego, right? It's somewhere you yeah, would go to? Yeah, I would want to live in like San Diego and Ocean City. Yep. You know? you know, just somewhere chill, you know, where it's not based around, you know, famous people. Yeah. You know, um, just the, the vibe is more chill there. I agree. That's what every year I go there and I, I do agree. It, like Ocean, uh, Ocean Beach City or Ocean City. It gave me like the hipster vibe, man. And I'm all mm-hmm. about that, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm all about been, that. I've been called that. Yep. You know, and and I don't like that stigma. It's just like, why do I have to be a hipster? Because I don't like what everything everybody else likes. If if anything, I'm a I'm an individual. Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with being an individual. You're mm-hmm. just having your own thing that you like to do, you know. Yep. I don't do a lot of shit that a lot of guys from my generation do, you know, like I don't drink lean. That's the one drug I didn't like get lean. into. Lean. Oh, oh, I'm like, Yeah, that's yeah. I just I mean, I tried it once and I didn't like it. I'm like so I never tried that. Basically, man. I feel like I want to go to bed the whole time, you know. You know, why do they like drugs? Like, like Xanax? I went to nursing school. I know about all these drugs. They all make you go to sleep. They're they're yeah, depressed. Xanax. Yeah. Xanax. I tried Xanax too. I'm like uh, I don't like this either because right. it puts me, it makes me sleepy, and then I don't remember what happened. You know, while they I was say asleep. you don't. Yep, they say you don't remember. Yep. I lost something really important on on Xanax. Like I had this uh, ring my grandpa gave me. It was like a, it was a crystal ring. It was like a uh, emerald ring, and I went to sleep with it on at a party, and I don't know. It was at a party at my house too. Like I went to sleep with it on. And I cannot find it. I don't think no one stole it because I went to sleep somewhere. Like nobody would like no, I was sleeping. Right, there. right. And I can't find it. I'm like, I'm. It's just gone. You know, it's just in the ether now. So I don't like that. That's. I think it's like a rape drug too. It can be used as a yeah, rape drug. Yeah, unfortunately, it's. Is, I mean, I'm pretty sure Bill Cosby it. used it. <laughs> anybody there to do it? Hey, that's some you know y'all personally, but I'm not a fan. Now. I'm not a Zanny fan. I'm not a downer fan. When I was doing drugs, I was not a downer fan. You know, downer is just like made me not want to party. What's I mean, it? Oh, okay, sure, okay, sure. Yeah, I don't. You know, like and like we was talking about. You know, before we went on air. The difference between the weed here and L.A. Like the weed here, <laughs> when I would go to parties and smoke the weed here, I would I would like turn down blunt sometimes because I'm like I'm not trying to turn down. If I smoke your blunt, man, I'm gonna get tired and hungry and I'm gonna get a headache and I want to leave, you know. But you know when I went to parties out there in L.A. Yep. I smoked a blunt. I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's go. Come on, let's yeah. go, man. Give me another one. <laughs> Give me another nug. Let's go. Let me smoke, man. Hey, for real, it's for all real. Good, you you know, know why? Because it's, it's very potent out there, and it's also, you know, it's, it's good quality. Sativa, too. That's that's probably why a lot of it's sativa. It's it's like that because the sun is out there. The sun oh, is out yeah. more yeah. than here. Uh, so, the you know, the weed is getting uh, more sunlight. 
Oh. That's the difference. Dang, I never thought about that. And more sunlight equals it's more energy. Yeah, more you know, energy. What? So that's why the weed is uh, A1 out there. Hey, he said A1. <laughs> A1. Hey, I feel, is there anywhere else you like to travel to? Let's say, if I got a question for you then, bro. So somebody came to you and said, hey, you could travel to anywhere you want to go. You know what I mean? Free flight, whatever you want to do. Where would you go? Um, Tokyo. Oh, yeah. I want to spend some time in Tokyo because, like, everything is just free artistic vibe out there. You know, like, nothing right. is considered strange or weird out there. You know, it's just it, art. It just is what it is. You know, and, like, they have shows out there with two panda bears masturbating, see who can come first. And that's just a show that people watch when they get off TV. That sounds fucking wild. It sounds <laughs> wild. In America, that's, a, well, that's strange. That's sexual. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. You know, yeah, we're judgmental here, man. I give, I give so it so judgmental. judgmental. Like if to- if Lady Gaga was out and like if she came out in in Tokyo and you know she she got hot there first, she would like be bigger than what she is. I'm not saying that she's not big. She is big now, but she would like be like, you know, like Jay Z status. You know, right. like you know, just a, a big figure in the music uh, world. Cause, but you know, when she first came out, they said she's weird. She's wearing a cake dress, you know. She's wearing a fruit basket dress, right. a plastic dress, you know. She's just Lady Gaga. It was just art walking. But Tokyo, things are just. I like. I want to go to Tokyo. It's just like everything is just free there. You know, I feel like I would really mm. learn more how to d- dig deep into my artistic roots there. You know, with being around that type of vibe there. You know. You know, every every country is just better musically. You know, if you're an artist than than America. You know, like mm. they love black rappers in the UK. Like, oh man, that's yeah. that's the truth. That's what I hear. You know, that's true. I would like to go there. You know, and just experience that. You know, like you even gotta be like a good rapper if you make some. If you make a nice right, tune, right, right, right. The girls just want to be on you. Like, oh, the American, he's very good. I like him. <laughs> You know, <laughs> hey, I never thought about that though. That's true though, man. Because I was actually um, reading about that, that a lot of uh, rappers are actually doing good in UK, man. Like you know, mm-hmm. definitely black rappers. They like that shit. Yeah, like if uh, if I got hot, if I got hot here, I would like disappear here from here and go to like Spain and become hot, or or that's smart. Or go to like uh, you know London and become hot, or. You know, just somewhere, not here. <laughs> right. I remember at first you said you said you want to blow up here and then, you know what I mean, move on. You want to, like, master Cleveland first? Yeah, that's yeah. what I want to do. I want, you know, because, I, I tr- like I said, I tried the whole, like, moving somewhere else and pursuing your dreams thing. Probably shouldn't have went to, like, Los Angeles because that's where, that's just the thing there. Everybody, Everybody goes there to chase their dream and then they end up on street homeless, you know, talking to a tree. And, um... Yeah, you took you owe me rent money talking to a tree. I've seen that too. You know. <laughs> but um it's I I want to make it here because everybody that is from Cleveland, they never tried to I mean, I ain't going to say try, but they don't they didn't stick it out, you know, and try to make it here. And I feel like it's easier to make it here in Cleveland because there's not a lot of people who are trying to be different, you know, there's not a lot of people who are trying to you know, be uh think outside the bun you know like right, how, right, how right. taco bell would say <laughs> but nobody's trying to think outside the box you know yep and that's good that's also good but bad but it's good because you can do it and you will be you'll be stand you'll stand out more 
Yeah, you'll be that you'll be that different person from Cleveland that everybody knows. It's bad because it's just like everybody's doing the same thing, and we're not getting anywhere. You know, I, I, I you know, as me being a consumer to everything, I do agree. I fight. We all are doing the same thing. It's just I don't know if I I don't know. It's something. It's a piece we're missing, man. Yeah, I was, but I'll give us our props here in Cleveland. Oh, we're like, doing good. We're 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 coming we're coming along. You yeah, know? yeah. The downtown experience is definitely different from the downtown experience the fifteen twenty years ago going downtown. There's actually things to do down there now. Like everything, A lot. everything used to be under construction twenty years ago in Cleveland. Now there's the you know the the casino. The whole uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, a barrage of restaurants to yeah. go to. It's, it's a lot of shit to do. The flat. I remember when I was a little kid, like you said, we used to go down near the flats and it'd be empty. It was dead downtown. Yeah. But Cleveland's on the come up, man. We still need that one piece, but we are definitely on the but, come up. But, you know, the flats oh, was popping at a different time period, like in our parents' our pa- time. Yep. Because every time I talk to my dad and, like, my uncles, they said, yeah, we used to go to the West Bank of the flats. And, yep. You know, they said celebrities would just come to the flats just to party and kick it. You know, that's how big the flats was. I don't know what happened. They're trying to bring the flats. It's like that now. I do Uber. I mean, I, ain't gonna, I don't know how they generate. You know, I was a little kid. But yeah. I do Uber down there, and it slaps now. It slaps. Well, on not on the same like on the east bank you're talking about on the east bank like where like uh punch bowl is yeah yeah yeah, yeah around there like right. in, in uh Lindsay's uh taco oh it's about the other side of flats yeah the west bank is where oh the, you're right the yeah, west yeah. bank is dead yeah. but, but the west bank used to be popping back in our parents time you know there's yeah. clubs if you ride around there you see all these like uh bandit clubs and stuff right 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 you know but a lot of people are getting killed down there that's why the business went down a lot of people are getting killed and mm. like going missing Cause the flats is like, it's uh, once it's dark down there, it's really creepy walking around there, <laughs> walking back to your car. I agree. You know, especially if there's uh, abandoned buildings around. So, but the East Bank is popping now. You know, and yep. I know, I, I know all about the East Bank. I used to work uh, at a couple of restaurants down there. Yeah, the East Bank is definitely popping, man. But you was right though. Um, I did drive through the West Bank, and you're right. It is kind. of... I mean, I see business are still out there, but it's kind of empty for the most part. All they got, all they got on the West Bank is like you know, uh, that one, re- uh, the music box, yeah, the music box, and then the improv. They, I think it's over there. The improv, and then a couple of strip clubs. Yep. That I spent some time in when I was going through my dark days, you know. Uh, and um, what else do they have down there? And that's about it. Nothing more. And that's not that's not a lot compared to what they got on the East Bank. The East, East Bank, Bank going, going. You know, like they have a whole block of shit. You know, it's gonna get there. I fight the West Bank. That's gonna get there. If it, anything, I would, I would put a bit. I would put something down there. And yeah. Like uh, that's why I want to stay here. There's just so many opportunities yep. here in Cleveland to like rebuild and make something dope. Yep. You know, but hey, man, what am, what can I do, man? I'm married and my wife wants to leave and. I love her and I love my family, so I'm gonna do what I gotta do. I respect you know? that, bro. Speaking of like making this legacy here, um, you know, I've I've been doing this thing called Rage Fest, you know, and uh, I started that in 2017 with uh, a close buddy of mine named Anthony Jones, who's another dope artist here, and yeah. uh, we started that when we were like young young like we were like go to the library downtown and we'd talk about plans on becoming like successful we would you know just while while all of our other friends are you know chasing the girls trying to get some pussy or whatever 
Facts. We go to the library and think about what we, how we're going to take over the world, basically. You know, and then Rage Fest was one of those ideas that stuck around, you know, and we made it happen in 2017. And it was very successful. We had like, we had like 158 white kids come out, <laughs> white kids, you know, <laughs> from the Heights, rich kids. Yeah. And it was beautiful. It was like, we had that rock, we had that rap. Dope. You know, it was a, it was good. You know, and then I didn't do it again. I didn't do it last year. You know, because uh, my son was born, so all my money. Oh, had, congrats, uh, all that, thank you. Yeah, yeah. He's one years old now. I love him. His Dope. name is Icon. Dope. Yeah. Dope. Uh, but I, you know, all my money was going to Icon at yeah. the time, so I had to stack for him. But this, we just had it uh, this past uh, August, and it was bigger than it was um in 2017 and that's always a good thing yep. when you that means you're going up because i made 800 dollars, and uh a lot of people came out i would say roughly like 250 people wow came in there random people like some people i invited some people i did not invite you know right right it was a that's, good it was a good event you know and that's dope uh and I wanted to be as big as EST Fest, you know, MGK. I wanted to be as big as OVO Fest, mm -hmm. you know, Drake. It will. You know, because Cleveland, that's another reason why I wanted to do something like that here. Cleveland doesn't really have that OVO Fest here. Like, we got Summer Jam. We got EST Fest. Okay. Uh, EST Fest doesn't take place in Cleveland. Take takes place somewhere out in ohio somewhere yeah and then you know summer jam is for like industry people and and if you're you know kind of on you know you can kind of get on there but not really you, you gotta be you gotta have a certain amount Let's of clout be real yeah it's the you gotta have a certain amount of clout to get in a summer jam so i i made rage fest i'm like all right this is yep. for the underground and it will always be for the underground i don't care how big rage fest gets it's always going to be for the underground in cleveland ohio i love that bro and i and, love that and it, we, you know if, when it's big i might just have one headliner that's you know yeah that's that's famous you know and but it won't be somebody like you know that's really big like drake it won't, it's gonna be somebody that's like still dope like uh mf doom childish gambino yeah. andre 3000 you know somebody that's humble with the shits yeah. you know nobody that's like not that i got nothing against drake but you know He's too mainstream. We're not going to have like that mainstream, super mainstream. It's going to bring a different type of crowd. Yeah, it's going to. I feel what you're saying. It's going to be more. It's going to have a, a, a more creative aesthetic to it, you know, than just some, you know, industry thing. That's that's, that's what's going to make us stand out, and it's going to happen, man. I, I've been manifesting that, you know, just uh, my goal. That's another reason why I want to stay here. My goal is to stay here and get the key to the city. Once I get to the key to the city, it's a wrap, and like I can do, I can do things in the flats. Like I said, I want to do, I want to do things in my neighborhood, St. Clair, where, I, where I'm, that's where I came from when I, you know, was a kid. That's where I was born and raised, St. Clair. I want to do things there, bring that community back. You know, yeah. that's the community where, like, you know, Superman was created. The creator of Superman grew up in the hundred five St. Clair area. I want Steve Harvey went to. He lived around. Oh, yeah, there. I didn't hear about that. Yep. He went to Glenville High School, where I went. You know, and uh, I want to bring that. I want to put skate parks there. I want to put. I want to open a school. You know, on there. You know, a creative a creative school. You know, like for creatives, kind of like Cleveland School of the Arts, but 
better you know like we're gonna have different things there you know i want to do i want to get lake erie together like i'm a vision i got a vision man it all starts with getting that key to the city and i'm gonna get it you know rather i move away from him or not i'm gonna be coming back here frequently you know to do things i believe you man the way you just said everything it sounds like you definitely gonna do that it's already manifested man yeah it is i I respect i gotta keep i just gotta keep it going um damn you right now i got um i want to preview like a a song oh go for it man yeah the the video to this song is dropping you know um october 2nd you know and it's called abyss now this song is like you know it's kind of it's kind of like spacey and out there i'm not gonna play the whole thing i'm just gonna play a little bit of it you know so people can hear what i'm you know for it bro World fucking premiere. World premiere. (laughs) Go for it. Listen to these tracks, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You remember that drop? DJ, motherfucking rails. Right, right. (laughs) Gangster Grizz, you bastard. (laughs) I don't know the other ones. Yeah, I don't remember it. It was the other ones. Yeah, but here's my song, Abyss. I like that, bro. Yeah. That's a vibe. So, you see how trippy that song is? Bro, one million percent. <laughs> that's that's how the whole project, Weird Scenes from the Construct, is going to be. Like, it's just it's going to take you... I wish people could see that little backdrop you got back there, but it's going to be like that, in that oh, world. Yeah. My OG wants to know what's up. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> or or this. It's yep. going to have you floating in this. That's yep. just, this is basically like where my project will take you mentally, you know, this backdrop. Oh, that's how I felt when I just listened to it for a hot second, though. When yeah. I listen to music and I can actually visualize something, that's how I know I'm connected to it. Yeah. Like, I encourage people to uh, get high on whatever and listen to it. Like, I would say psychedelics, you know, <laughs> smoke some weed. That's real. That's real. Pop a tab, eat some mushrooms, listen to this project. It's gonna change your life. I promise you. I promise you. It's gonna change your perspective. And if you if if you listen to it sober, you're gonna say, "Wow, this is some different shit." Yep. 
you know, and it may not be something you play forever, but you're going to you're going to like it, you know, because I kept it different. All these songs, like if you notice, I say uh, I need peace and happiness. Who doesn't want peace and happiness? Exactly, man. You know, uh, my mind's a labyrinth. You know, in a labyrinth is like a maze. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm saying like my mind is a maze that I can't escape sometimes. And we all feel like that sometimes. We can't get out of our mind. We feel Facts. trapped in our mind. You know, if I had like a rap genius about like you know, half my lyrics, people would be like, oh, man, I, I really relate to this guy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. And um, it's just music is just it's so deep. It's deeper. It's a deeper thing to me, man. It's like deeper than rap. It's like really can, if if you can't if you if you, you guys take away anything from this uh, interview, um, just know that Rage the Poetic is about connecting with you to your deeper core. It's about connecting on a deeper level. You know, it's about connection. That's what that's what I want to say. It's about the connection with me when I'm doing this music shit. You know, and I just don't do music too. You know, I'm an actor too. You know, I'm an artist, man, multi-talented. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm trying to Thank be multi-talented. You know, and I am multi-talented. It's about just showing you guys what I can do. You know, you know, I've I've, I've done four movies this year so far. Four. Four. God yeah, damn. Yeah. I gotta talk to you other ones about some movies, man. I'm trying to start shooting movies. I, yeah, I'll help you out, man. Okay, you okay. know, uh it's about it's just about applying yourself, you know. You're not gonna get every audition, but that doesn't mean give up. Yep. You know, uh maybe you don't you don't take it personal. Maybe you just weren't what the director was looking for, uh, creatively, you know, and that's nothing wrong with that. Just keep it moving, just keep hard, uh, sharpening your, 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 uh, yourself, your skill, you know, stand dope. And that's how I got a lot of these, uh, you know, movies. I, I did the first movie I did this year was like a zombie movie mm-hmm. called revelations. And, uh, you know, my character was a zombie and we were just in this crowd of people and we were just like, the world was in a post-apocalyptic time, and mm-hmm. everybody was turned to zombies. It was like some Walking Dead shit. I'm, that's I'm, dope. I'm um, pulling up a picture of it right now. Yeah, yeah, that's dope, man. Uh, the makeup artists did their thing. Here is a picture of that. This is me. I had dreads too, so. Oh yeah, I saw that on your bills. Yeah. Damn. I don't know if y'all can see this, but uh, I was zombied out in this. You know, some real Walking Dead shit. Wow, that's you've been through a lot of life experiences, man. Like this whole uh, podcast session was dope. Like, yeah, man. If I got one on the journey, low key, man. We're out there. Hey, <laughs> that's true. Look, I got one question for you, fam. Yeah. What makes a great life? Okay, and that, that surprisingly, I, that, I thought that question was gonna be hard, but it just popped in my head yeah. because of my wisdom. What makes a great life is you how you see it, your perspective on the life you know if you're constantly waking up and you're saying oh man this i hate my life you know i hate my you know i hate mm-hmm. my job your life is gonna suck you know but if you wake up and just be thankful for the things that you have even if it doesn't seem like nothing you know be thankful that you have breath be thankful that you're you know able to walk you know and talk you know, because there's some people that can't do things. I learned this lesson because I was homeless. You know, I learned to appreciate the small things. And that's what makes that's what makes uh, life. Sorry about that. That's what makes life good. You know, when you learn to appreciate the small things, because then you'd be like, man, life is pretty cool, man. You know, I got to talk to a nice la- uh, old lady on the 
bus and she actually gave me information to help me get to the next level life is like a video game to me mm-hmm. man like like a super interactive video game like grand theft auto you know so you listen to certain conversation because i do this on the game sometime like I, i'm bored in the city i walk around i listen to what people are talking about in the game i learn shit i learn how to get to <laughs> other levels in the game I'm like oh shit you know so you never know what you can learn if yeah. you just sit and just listen you know so that's what i think makes life good when if you, you learn to change your perception it's all about perception perception is everything you know change how you view things your attitude to uh, life will take you a long way or won't take you anywhere like if, if you're waking if you don't feel like you can achieve a lot you won't achieve a lot if you feel like you will achieve a lot and you will go beyond you know you will you will go beyond that's why i feel like i will be bigger than michael jackson one day i'm, I'm gonna be bigger than walt disney you know just i believe it in my fucking soul you know and it all starts with you you know so that's the answer to the question for me wow that was deep man you know what i respect you for that 100 percent. yeah thanks authentic man. from the soul i really respect that live from the heart that's real so where, where can everybody find you at man social media you know <clears throat> the music let them know what's up yeah, so if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at official underscore rage to poetic. You know, that's how you, that's mainly how you can, you know, stay updated with what I'm doing. If you want to find my music, really just go on Google and type in rage to poetic and it'll take you to all the platforms that I'm on Spotify, Apple, Tidal, uh, Weezer, uh, iHeartRadio. I'm on all that. Just type in rage to poetic and you'll find my vibes and it will change your life. I guarantee you that. Dope, man. I appreciate you coming to the show today, man. It was really good. I had a good time here, man. Yeah, dope podcast. You're, you're, you're a dope guy, and you know, if you keep this going, man, you're going to be like the Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, we're going to keep it going. You know. We're going to keep it going. Definitely. One step at a time, brother. One step at a time. For sure, for sure. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for watching or listening to Life's Journey Podcast, where we create, inspire, and spread greatness. We out of here. Can you post a picture real quick? We good? We <laughs> good?